guys, Rich here, back with another episode of the Strong and Lean podcast. Lots of tidbits for you today to take away in action. So without further ado, let's get into it. So today I want to talk about why you should probably avoid cookie cutter programs, or at least not stick to them for a long period of time. So what do I mean by a, a cookie cutter program? Well, literally, as it says, you're getting a template, a shape of a template, and you're essentially just making copies of the same plan over and over to then distribute to a wider audience. So if you follow someone in the health and fitness industry, maybe not even that, maybe even just like a local celebrity or a, a famous celebrity, and they've got a program that they have or deliver to a large audience, um, that can be considered a, you know, like a cookie cutter program. So what, what's the issue with like following one of these types of plans? Well, the big issue is that it doesn't take into consideration your own personal variables, lifestyle and preferences. And this can be from a number of different factors, including diet, training, injury, um, stress levels, work patterns, there are so many different things that a simple copy and paste program can't deliver to you. Um, and that's why it's not always a good, and to be honest with you, it's probably not a good idea um, for a lot of people to follow, um, especially if you've been in the industry for a while and you're looking to you know, get to a goal that is specific to you. So if we look, for example, from a, a dietary perspective, you know, what is it about a plan, a diet plan, um, or a food diary or a seven day shred to, you know, or lean up program. What is it about this that's so, you know, potentially not damaging, but you know, something that's potentially going to just hinder your own results. Well, a big problem with food plans is that they don't take into consideration what you're going to enjoy. So if I gave you a seven day plan, Monday to Sunday, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, and dessert, and I told you that on a Tuesday morning, I want you to eat a Spanish omelette with tomatoes, mushrooms. For lunch on the same day, I want you to have some salmon and some vegetables. And then for dinner, I want you to have like a nice chicken pasta or something like that, whatever. Um, and you look at that and you go, well, I don't really like tomatoes. Uh, I don't have the time on Tuesday to, you know, steam or, you know, bake some salmon. And then on Sundays, actually, well, you know what? I go to the gym or I go to my, my Zumba class and I don't, you know, I can only eat something light on a Tuesday. And so already you're faced with these um, lifestyle blocking factors that you're not then able to follow the said plan. And then you think to yourself, well, if I can't follow this, then it's completely pointless. And therefore the whole plan becomes moot. However, one of the good reasons to have a look at, a, again, a seven day food diary, 14 day food diary is that it gives you a good education and a good base of how a diet should realistically look to get you to your goal. And that's the big pro of, of, of plans like this. Um, you know, but once you've, you've looked over it and you've said, okay, so, okay, so every meal needs to have like a protein source. We want to have enough fruits and vegetables. We want to, make sure that our carbohydrate and fat content is the right sources. And, you know, if, you know, for whatever reason we can have, um, you know, some like a small snack or a, a treat at the end of the day, absolutely fine. Once you've understood that 
you've got that knowledge, you then want to go away and then you want to start to create and plan and create something that fits your own lifestyle without having to resort to, so it's a Monday, 8 a.m. I've now got to have 50 grams of oats with a protein shake. Because on, on Monday at 8 a.m., you might be at work already and you might not have the facility or the capability to be able to stick to that schedule. Again, things like a, an exercise training program. If you're carrying a knee injury and the plan has got you back squatting and front squatting and goblet squatting and leg pressing, um, but even things like, you know, maybe your form's not quite there yet and you haven't had the experience in the gym to be able to correctly perform these, you know, these complicated movements, then having a plan with, you know, that's quite squat heavy or too far removed from where you're currently at the moment, again, it's not going to serve your real purpose. It's just going to make you feel crap because you can't perform an exercise that is on this program that you should be able to do whether you should or should is, you know, a different question entirely, but it just makes you, it makes you want to not do the program and it makes you just feel, you know, like you're, you're a failure when you're, you know, you're not, you just haven't had that experience yet to be able to perform said movement. So it doesn't give you that personal touch that you need to keep you going because you know exactly what's going to work best for you. Um, again, things like what's your work pattern? Do you work a nine, solid nine to five or is your schedule all over the place? Are you traveling to the other side of the country? Are you having to work through the night? Are you having to work on weekends? Are you able to stick to a plan that is potentially for an entirely different person with an entirely different lifestyle? Do you have kids? You know, is that going to impact on things? Do you have the time to train for one to two hours a day? Or do you know what is 45 minutes every couple of, every few days more of a reality to you. So while I do think there's benefits to having a look at a plan, a food plan, an exercise plan, I think it's just a starting block for you then to understand how it can be structured and then to go away and do your own trial and error research um, and test to see what, what works best for your own personal situation. And once you've done that, you can then go back to it and go, well, actually, I'd like to take that meal, put it, you know, Wednesday at 4 p.m. And I'll have that and I'll give it a go. So I would never just go out and resort to, you know, buying a plan and thinking that it's going to resolve all of your woes. Um, a lot of this is individual to the person. So have that in the back of your head that, you know, things, the plan might have to change down the line. Um you know, you might be given more hours at work or you might be going through a period where you're quite stressed. And so your performance in the gym and the amount that you're able to train and feel like training goes down. So then you need to adapt to that, which is why the long-term plan for you with your goal of weight loss or feeling healthier and looking, feeling healthier and, and being more confident in yourself is to understand the deep rooted things that you want to get out of this. So how, how can you train in a seven day block? If you've only got two hours to do it, you should then go out and find out how you can do that and what will work best for you. Same for if you're traveling a lot and need to go away and you're commuting, what's going to work best for you where perhaps you haven't got the facilities to meal prep food. What can you go to? If you go to the local Sainsbury's, what sort of foods can you get? That's going to 
serve you with your goal and keep you healthy at the same time. So it's just understanding and banking and, and finding out the, the experience and the, the variables of what will work best for you. So hopefully that's given you a lot of value to go away in action today. If you want to reach out, feel free to send us a message. I am Richard Angel on Facebook. Otherwise, head over to www.strongandleanacademy.com. Peace.